How we doing? It's FT Live. Braun, Podfather, Brock Holt's back in the house. Brock, how you doing, man? It's been a while. Yeah, it's It's been been a minute. We saw you in the World Series. And then, you know, you entered free agency again. And here you are. Free agency has never been good to me. So (laughs) I'm glad to be back. Good to see you, dude. And Todd Father looking good, man. We got Corbin Carroll joining us a little bit later on. Also, Cannon Peebles, who's a big time college player. But Corbin gets his own stage as, you know, he kind of had a solid first full season in the big leagues. And not to be upstage, Ken Rosenthal will join us in a little bit as well. Rockstar, before we dive into the freshest news, anything stand out to you so far? And do you have any news for us? on Shohei Otani's whereabouts. Well, I was just about I was just looking down at my phone and I got a message from our own Ken Rosenthal saying Shohei Otani to the Las Vegas A's. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but Is that the fake account or what? Yeah, I don't know how true that is, but um yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the the real Ken Ken Rosenthal with the blue check mark tweets it out here in the next 37 seconds. Um, chances are slim. I think that's a bot. I think probably so. Yeah. Yes. All right. So then real news, let's charge the damn mound powered by Tiza and let's go over the last manager spot that is finally filled. It took a long time for the San Diego <laughs> Padres to figure out that Mike Schilt, who works for the club for the past couple of years was the man for the job. Apparently gets it over Phil Nevin and Benji Gill. And Ryan Flaherty, who also oh. works for the team. But is that who you wanted, Todd Father? I wanted my man Flash. Dude. I, I was that's kind of how I was feeling, Frage. I was is he I, too I young? Was rooting for he's he's my age, 37. Well, I don't Brock, I, I don't know how old you are. You are you you're I'm younger than me, I'm right? 35. Yeah. yeah, I'm 35. We're that close. stash makes give yeah. you a little little separation. You can go yeah. either way. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I do it. <laughs> but yeah, I I used to work out with Flash. He's a goofball. The players love him. I remember talking with Skip Schumacher when he was there. They everybody they got they made shirts for the guy. Like it was just it was a good combination they had. I felt like bringing in a fresh new face that's young and you know ready to step up to the challenge. Man, I know who he is as a person. I know he is a man. Listen, this is a Mike's Mike's a great manager. He's been there before. I get it. You know, a veteran guy. But sometimes teams of this stature, how good they are and. Maybe they need a younger guy to come in and kind of be like them a little bit, you know, know what kind of they're going through, the growing pains of being young and dominating. And you know what? I, I don't know. I, I just thought it would be a better little flavor they could have had there. But, hey, congratulations to Schilt. I mean, good good pickup. But, yeah, I, I was rooting for Ryan. Yeah, Brock, what do you got? I mean, big age difference because Ryan, like you mentioned, is in his mid to upper 30s. Mike Schiltz, I believe, is fifty in his mid fifties. I want to say, um, yeah. not that age is everything, but you know, it's certainly getting a little Double. sexy in the game again when you've got uh, Dusty Baker, who obviously just now retired, but Ron Washington, Bruce Bochy just won a World Series. Schiltz, age uh, he's fifty five years old, taken over for Bob Melvin, who's also a veteran manager, which was really surprising the way that that went all went down. Uh, Brock, it was like. Uh, AJ Preller comes out and he's like, yeah, Melvin's our guy. And then a couple weeks later, just kidding. We're actually sending him to one of our division rivals and someone else is going to be our guy. So this is the billionth manager that um, the current GM has hired. And this might be his last chance as GM of the Padres. He's had a lot of resources and San Diego's had 
okay success, not as much as they should have. Yeah, right. Melvin's our guy until he leaves us for San Francisco, and then we'll go out and we'll try and figure out who our manager is, but that's going to take an extra two months. Um, and, and, and here we are with, with Schilt. I, I think it's a good hire. I mean, he's, he's got experience. I think, you know, it was, it was experience over, um, you know, the, the young fresh face like Flaherty, but I mean, I don't, I don't know that Flaherty was in the, the final running there. I think, you know, you heard rumblings that it was Schilt or, or, um, who, why, why can't I think of his name? Nevin? Schilt, Schilt or Nevin. Yeah. Schilt or Nevin, the former Padre, um, but I, I think the hire's good. I mean, I think that team full of a lot of veteran players, um, superstar type players, and um, you know, you need a face in there that 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 kind of knows what's going on and, and and how to approach things. And I think Schilt will do a good job. But but I, I was team for age, man. I was rooting for Flaherty um, just from playing against him. Loved the guy, and um, I think he would have been a good fit as well. So the next layer of this is that. There is some cleaning up to do, apparently, with the Padres and just figuring out how this team with so much talent can win. And yes, every managerial job is now filled. There ended up being, what, eight new, um, not new, but managers in different spots, at least. Obviously, Council just goes from the Brewers to the Cubs and Melvin, like we mentioned, going from the Padres to the Giants. But specifically on the Padres, how does Mike Schilt make this team a winner again after they didn't even make the playoffs based on how much talent they had. You look at the team and you're like, they were pretty healthy. A lot of their dudes performed. You know, Blake Snell was the Cy Young. Machado didn't have his best year, but he's still, you know, above average player. Um, Juan Soto had a really strong year. Kim had a huge year for them and was one of the best players, um, especially defensively in the league. Like there was plenty to like. Gary Sanchez ended up coming on real strong with them. Um, the bullpen wasn't great. It was a problem for them. But Schilt has been part of St. Louis Cardinals teams that were successful. And then he seemed to have some beef with the front office. Um, but he took the team to three playoff appearances in parts of his four seasons with St. Louis. And he won manager of the year in 2019. So just wondering if you know someone like that is a strong voice in the room and just switches things up since he's been working for the team, for the GM, AJ Preller, as a senior advisor for the past couple of years, Todd father, if you're in this situation, like just t- take me inside the Padres clubhouse for a sec, right? You're there. You just were around a team that was super talented. Didn't get it done. Bob Melvin's a respected manager. Here comes Schilt. Does that really make a difference? I, I think it makes maybe a little difference just cause it's a new voice, but think about going into spring training, you know, as a new manager, <clears throat> I've always thought about this, even though I've don't want to be a manager at all like what else what would I say in like the first ever meeting I have with a new team like what what is what is Schilt gonna say he's gonna come up hey guys you know we have the team to win look at everybody in this clubhouse the same old song and dance or is he gonna start you know right from the get-go let's go you know Machado you're a leader Bogarts you know who who's gonna step up for this team and try and take us and let us fly with you and go dominate because they do have all the pieces um, do they need some bullpen work? Of course, as we said, but at the same time as a manager, you don't want to step on too many toes, but let them know you're there and let them know, listen, it's going to be a different regimen. It's win time. Okay. And you guys are good enough to do that. We don't want any outside distractions. Let's keep everything in as a unit and let's go out there and just freaking dominate. And we got a comment here, uh, Brock from the beef in our YouTube chat who said, um, I'm happy with Schilt last season was a shit show of chaos. And I can't watch another season of 
win a game by 10 runs than lose a game one nothing the next day need consistency i agree there i mean i eventually just stopped betting on the padres because i was like this is too frustrating they're either going to win 10 nothing or they're going to lose two to one yeah i mean i think a new face it's it's always like you know it's a fresh it's like a new new beginning so i think that part is going to be something that's going to help but i think this is more um a player driven thing than anything else i mean i think it's got to come within someone in that clubhouse has got to step up you know they've got you know like you said they've got machado they've got bogey um tatis um someone's gonna have to step up and this is gonna have to be a from the inside player like hey we've got we've got to clean it up you know and pick things up and everyone knows they have the talent um you know like i said that the the new manager the new voice will will help I believe, but I think this is more of a player-driven um, thing, and I, I don't see why the Padres aren't right back in it this year. Yeah, yeah and I, just to, the, to finish that, like, go out there and have fun, man. Yeah. Stop worrying about outside distractions. You you got some be- you got some dudes. I said it yesterday. Phillies have some dudes. San Diego, you got some dudes there. You got batters coming up left and right. Like, oh, I got to face Soto. Oh, I got to face Bogarts. Oh, I got to face Machado. Cronenworth like they got some dudes that can play man yeah and you're in San Diego you're in San Diego that stadium's sick the weather's perfect all the time like there's no reason why this team shouldn't be really good so exactly like I said I think there's something that's that needs to happen from within and I don't think it's a manager thing I think it's a player thing okay so Brock talk me through the other hire um, that's now official Andrew Bailey taking over as pitching coach for the Sox. Breslow, my boy Brez is already making moves. He's 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 cleaning up the pitching. That's I mean, that's what the Sox needed, right? Like their defense and pitching is what, you know, kind of hindered them all, all year. Um and Bailey has done a great job with San Francisco. I played with Bailey, you know, early in my career with the Red Sox. I don't know much about him as a pitching coach, but um he's done a good job. Um he's Brez is is familiar familiar with him and obviously thinks he can come in and, and, and turn the tide here. So I'm excited about that hire. Um, and I'm excited about, you know, I'm excited to see as a Red Sox guy, I'm excited to see what they do this this next year with Brez at the helm and and, and how he can kind of turn turn things around. Yeah, the Sox need pitching. I mean, they also Lots need to pitching. pick up some pitching on the free agent market and act like adults in the room that make a lot of money okay this isn't like let's go you know with our lunch money to the middle school cafeteria and pick up <laughs> uh, some soggy french fries it's time nothing wrong with soggy no fries. it's time Listen. you finished you finished bottom of the barrel two years in a row in boston it's time to it's time to make some changes and it's time to time to start climbing up a little bit wait todd sorry yeah. i'll adjust it for you soggy pizza oh right you're not uh, buying that no nah. nah, that ain't that ain't if true. you're rich and you can get <laughs> A nice crisp piece, then you go get a crisp piece of pitching. No more soggy, soggy pitching for the Red Sox. No. Enough. And and Andrew's one of those guys where it's like, when I first heard he was in San Francisco, I'm like, all right, this is interesting, you know. Like, would have never thought, you know, one of those deals. And now he made a name for himself again, and he's going. This is it's pretty awesome from him, and that's that's a big congratulation because I know the type of person he is, and you now he's well deserved. Keep going, big dog. Did you play with him? I did not. I know he's a Jersey guy, though, of course. Okay, of course. 
(laughs) (laughs) There we go. He's in the fraternity. All right, so let's move on to Josh Donaldson, who um, came out and said, quite simply, I'd like to play one more year and go out on a good note. Where do you think we're at with with JD? I mean, obviously. I'd like to to play one more year, too. I was just going to say that, too. You know, I'd tweet it out. I'd like to play play two more years to get to my 10 years of service time. So if if that's how it works, you know, maybe I'll throw out a tweet and say, hey, I would like to play as well. And see, <laughs> and see who comes and 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 bites. You know, takes the bait. The, a- the Las Vegas A's. Up. The Las Vegas A's might take you. Never know. Hey, maybe so. <laughs> no, listen. Well, they might be the Sacramento A's, but yeah. Hey, they might be the the Reno A's. I don't know what they're gonna be, but I mean, listen. Everybody wants another year. I I just remember thinking, like when, like when I was done, gonna be done playing. Like how how will I know? And it kind of played out like itself. I don't know about you, Brock, but everything just played out. I I was trying to find a team, the most frustrated I've ever been. I'm like, man, I know I could still play. The Pirates ended up taking me um, for one last hurrah. Only played, I think, no more. I think 20 games or 20 days. They released me. God bless. A week later, USA called me up again, said we got, we're trying to make the Olympics come do the trials. I did awesome in the trials. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get picked up again. Never got picked up again. Went to the Olympics, got a silver medal, and that was kind of like my swan song. So I was, I was very fortunate. Not many people are very fortunate to go the way they want to go, and I think that's what Josh is really trying to get after. I want to, you know, try and make my path. If you say somebody does pick him up, he struggles that first two months, he's probably going to be gone. But, you know, sign him for a year. Give him a million or two, and, you know, you can't really hurt. If he turns out to be the Josh Donaldson of old, <laughs> you got a monster pickup right there. If not, see you later. Yeah, I mean, I think I think guys at the, the, you know, the tail end of their career, you know, they're looking to to, to hang on. That's kind of how I was too. Um, I was trying to hang on, and, and the reason I don't play anymore is because I wasn't good, and <laughs> and it it just wasn't fun for me. Like I, I mean, I I always told myself as long as I'm in the big leagues, as long as I'm in the big leagues, I'm going to keep going. Um, everyone wants to get to ten. Obviously, that that was a huge goal of mine, but it got to the point where man, I just couldn't compete anymore, and and baseball was just too hard. And, um, so that's why I just decided, I was like, man, it's not fun being bad at what you're supposed to be good at. So yeah. it was, it was, it was a grind, man. The COVID year was a grind. And then 21 was a grind yeah. playing for the Rangers. And, um, you know, I just like, could I have tried to keep going? Yeah. But I, I got to the point where I was just like, well, you know what, you know, I'm proud of what I've done. Let's go try something else. And, um, and like you said, uh, phrase, it's like, a lot of people don't get that opportunity to go out on their own terms. It takes a special player, a special uh, person to, to be able to do that. But, but like you said, take a chance on, on, on Donaldson and, and see where he takes you. And it takes a special person to understand and be realistic about life too, as well. Like you guys, there's other things to life. Uh, as the, for me, I'm like, damn, this pitching is getting a lot better. Am I, am I going to go up there and look like a fool every single time? But, you know, would I have liked one more shot? Yeah, heck, hell yeah, I would have. But my my body was also talking to me as well. Yeah, that's why I got the the cold plunge in the garage, dude. I'm, oh, I, I don't need to, I don't need to um, um, recover from anything, but I just got to get the body ready to go, man, for just daily that's activities. It. You know, driving, driving, yeah, carrying taking the kids, the kids to school, get to going to the grocery store, all that, all that good stuff. How long do you stay in there for? I'm, I'm a, I like to stay four, four or five minutes. Okay. I've, and I've how, and it. how cold is it? 
I've got it set right now. The weather got a little, I was at 45 degrees. The weather, the weather went down and I went up to, to 50. I'm in the fifties now, but I, I, I'm 50 degree, 49, 50 degree. Okay. And I'll, and I'll sit in there for, for a good four minutes. Oh, most, every, most every day. So most every day. Okay. I, I Is that popular with the day. players? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I did it when I played, um, uh, but I was, I was just a put, put my legs in guy. Um, just because it made my legs feel better, uh, but some guys do it. I know catchers; the catchers like it a lot. Um, but you know, now that I'm out of the game, I've kind of read more about it and studied more about it, and it's you know, it's there's a lot of science behind it and a lot of a lot of health benefits long term. So um, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to be healthy, I guess now. Health. I'm, I'm actually trying now that I'm not playing anymore. Which doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, make, doesn't, Same. Make, doesn't Same, make doesn't make doesn't make much sense. Same. Same. That's ridiculous. All right. So now I just want to kick it around big picture. Um, and then we'll look at the hall of fame ballot that was just released. Uh, give me a team. You're excited to see make some moves this off season. Rockstar. We can start with you cause we haven't seen you in a minute, but is there a ball club that you're looking to make major moves? I mean, obviously this whole off season revolves around Otani to start, but then, you know, there's 29 other teams that aren't going to get them. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I, I think I'm I'm excited to see what the Red Sox do. Um, coming off of two last place finishes, um, I'm excited to see who they bring in and 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 how they're able to to kind of build a, a, a new roster or at least a new pitching staff um, to kind of go with the offense that they had last year. Um, I'm also I'm also pretty excited to see what the Rangers do after coming off their first World Series. Um, who do they add? Um, how many do they add? You know, obviously they've been big spenders recently. Um, so I think those two teams off the top of my head, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do and how they, how they, uh, maneuver through this off season. Todd father, you're going to say Yankees. No, I'm not going to say Yankees. That'll be an easy answer. I mean, who, <laughs> who says the Yankees? I don't say the Yankees. Ever. Never. <laughs> Never. I'm going to say the Orioles. I'm going to say the Orioles just because they have a lot of young guys coming up that can play. And they can play defense. They can play offense. I want to see if they're going to make a splash and go and get a couple pitchers here to help them along the way. They they got in, they got in the ocean. They jumped in the water. They had a little little taste of what can be. Now it's time to ride that wave out and see if they can finish the job. So I'm I'm excited to see what the Orioles got in store. Yeah, and you know what? I think they will make a splash, but it will be via trade. And because of that. I think there are only a few teams that have those top end starters, right? And we talked about them a little bit the last, you know, few days where Tyler Glass now is likely to get moved. I don't necessarily see the Rays trading him within the division. Corbin Burns, I would say, a pretty good chance. Shane Bieber, there's a chance that he gets moved, or if teams want to see him, you know, pitch a little bit more to start the season and then he's more of a midseason acquisition for a team. Um, Dylan Cease is the one other name, and I know that the Orioles are all interested in him. They already have spoken to them during the last deadline. I just think those teams are going to hold him by the balls, though, because they're going to be like, we know you're not spending on a top-end starter, so you need to talk to us. And they have so many upper echelon either prospects or young big leaguers right now that I think they're going to have a difficult time putting a deal together. They shouldn't, but when you orchestrate – a roster like that and you tank for six years i think it's tough to give up the assets you know especially when a team thinks that they have leverage over you and you know baltimore needs 
I would say at least one kind of high-end starting pitcher to pair with Bradish towards the top of the rotation there and Grayson Rodriguez, you know, a veteran guy to bring in, or it doesn't have to be a vet vet, but like the guys I'm talking about that have been in the league, you know, five, six, seven years that can join a staff like that. So I think there's a ton of pressure on them. I agree with you, Todd Father, to make a move like that because we know for a fact they're not in a conversation on someone like Nola who just signed. They're not in a conversation on a Yamamoto. They're not going to sign a Jordan Montgomery. They're not going to play at that part of the market, you know? Yeah, they, and they haven't. So <laughs> what makes anybody think that they're going to eventually do that? Um, they've done it with some position players, but that have not really panned out. But still, it's 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 time. It, it's time for the Baltimoreers to step up here a little bit and figure out a way, even if that means giving up a couple prospects. They have a shit ton of them. But – you had that taste, like that's such a good taste in your mouth getting in the playoffs. It's sour right now because you didn't finish, but make your way and get the job done here. At least give yourselves a chance to, and then you can look back and say, you know what, we did. We, we gave it what we had to do. For everyone, obviously, knowing that you see this very often on your screen, you can use the discount code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for 20% off your first order at TizaEnergy.com. Hey, let's show the uh, Hall of Fame ballot, shall we? Since yeah, let's show it, it was mailed out and you know we can bicker about this over the next couple months and see what you guys are into. We haven't really talked about you know, Hall of Fame voting much in uh, the early days of foul territory in year one, but the winter time is the time to break it down. We find out who makes it in January and then they have the induction ceremony in July. So here are your returning candidates on the left side of your screen. And if you're listening to the sure, you know what? I'll do it for you. I was going to say, if you're listening to the pod, just look it up. But Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, Omar Vizquel, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, Mark Burley, Francisco Rodriguez, K-Rod, Tori Hunter, and your new candidates, Todd Frazier, Brock Holt, what? Eric Kratz, um, Lorenzo Kane. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, think I'm, are, I don't think I'm staying kidding. on the ballot too long. Yeah, no, but new candidates, new candidates. All right, here's the fresh ones. Ready? Jose Bautista, Adrian Beltre, Bartolo Colon, Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Holliday, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, James Shields, Chase Utley, David Wright. So first off, Todd Father, do you send a little text to that dude BP, to Brandon Phillips because you played with him and just be like, Hey, congrats on being on the ballot. Obviously, he's not going to be. That, that's a feat in itself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, it's so cool, I think, of seeing guys on there that you played with. It's like, ha, oh, dude, I might, I had that much of an impact, at least knowing that, you know, I played with that guy. I, I threw him a nice double play ball, like, or whatever it is. I knocked him in for a run. Like, little stuff like that for me goes a long way. But, yeah, seeing those faces – Adrian Gonzalez play with him. Uh, Bautista play with him. So there's a lot of guys now that I'm seeing on there. David Wright um, that I've played with, and I think that's even cooler to see that. And I, you know, listen, most of them not are not even gonna be Hall of Famers. You know, that's just being realistic. But to even be on a ballot, dude, that's that's so darn cool. Who, who do you guys like? I mean, uh, off the list. I mean, I. Adrian Beltre, I mean, he's an obvious choice. Um, he's making mean, a year one. Beltre's yeah, getting yeah, in right yeah, away. He's in. I think I, that's no I, doubt. You know what? I don't. I, I'm not good at the Hall of Fame thing, man. Like, I, I, I don't know, honestly. Like, I don't want to sit here and say, like, I mean, David Wright. If he doesn't get injured, he's in. He's a shoe in, right? 
weeks. Sure. So yeah, but he, he um, won't touch it because he didn't. Yeah, he um, didn't give give you enough. You know, I mean, just looking at just looking at the new candidates. I mean, I got Adrian Beltre. He's he's in, and um, but like Todd said, it's cool to see these guys that you played against and played with. Uh, that dude BP was with the Red Sox for for a split second. We we got him a World Series ring in, in eighteen. He had a walk off or he had a get, go ahead homer for us against Atlanta. Um, but but yeah, I mean David Ortiz made it. I got to play with him. That was the first teammate of mine that that made it in, in, into the Hall of Fame. So it's cool to see these guys that you played against, played with, that get get the recognition that they deserve. Do you see a guy like a Rod? getting more votes at least this year since it's not as you know sta- I, I don't know stacked as, as numbers i, I, I mean just, just because there's not as many there. like options this year that you feel good about options, in my yeah, mind that, yeah doesn't mean that you should vote for someone who um was about, punished for Manny? steroids how about multiple Manny? times he's got, what he's got. Manny's yeah got I, think, left, I think i think now i think now those guys that you know were proven i think they're their chances are about as good as mine to get into the Hall of Fame, you know. I'd so, rather vote for you, Brock, than A. Rod. Well, I would say that to his face. I'm sorry, like you. It, yeah. No, I'm. I'm. It was just a hyper, just a. Question, no, no, it's know? a good question because people get passionate yeah. about it. And and what happened was, I, I can speak for many writers that I was around over the years because I would, you know, um, post things that were Hall of Fame related, and there reached a point where I think some writers who were trying to speculate on who used PEDs and who didn't kind of gave up at the time before testing. But I think the one thing where I felt was universally accepted was people said, okay, we hit a point where testing became more, uh, but testing became a thing in general and you get suspended if you get caught. Sure. Are there guys that are going to use and never get caught? Okay. But I mean, you can say that for anything, right? Like just because, you know, uh, there's people that have committed a crime out in the world and they haven't all been caught. Should we say, well, that nobody gets put in prison? No. So in this case, A-Rod's been caught. Manny Ramirez has been caught. I think most writers can agree, the ones that are voting for the Hall of Fame, that that's their line. You know, yep. people have different lines before that, but I think most people have marked that as their line. There is There is one grouping that says, you know what, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Like, they got punished for the time. And there's other dudes that are in the hall that that used. So I'm just voting based on on stats and what I saw out there. But I think, like you said, Brock, those two have no chance ever because the rules were put in place. There was more of a process, at least according to everyone, right? And there was testing and and their toast. And I've 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 said this before. If Barry Bonds is not in, <laughs> bingo. Any anybody below that should not should not be Dude, in. And bingo. That's just that's the God's honest truth because that was one of the best, if not the best hitter we've ever seen. So, well, there was that article that came out with like the top ten MVPs of all time or top twenty MVPs of all time, and Barry Bonds was like three of the top five, and like the yeah. number the numbers that he put up, astronomical. Oh my God, dude, unreal. Crazy. So yeah, like you but, said, if yeah. Barry if Barry Bonds isn't in for getting caught, Alex Rodriguez isn't isn't getting in. I think after Beltre, the next name that's getting some popularity is Joe Maurer. I'm curious to see where people go. I mean, unfortunately for Joe, going through the injuries that he did and then really, you know, heading over to first base for a lot of work, 
late in his career takes away from some of the catching time because you know if he had played for that length even the length that he did and he and he stayed at catcher most of that time I think he's in because it's such an underrepresented position catcher is a spot where it's just been difficult to vote guys in I think part of it has to do with the fact that generally you're not going to get the same offensive numbers I mean there's not that many uh Piazza Pudges out there. So for Joe Maurer, the offensive numbers were solid. Yes, he didn't play as much catcher as the catchers that are in right now, but I think I can at least understand the consideration. Obviously, great dude, clubhouse guy, great with media, all that. But you need you need to stack up the numbers. Um, and if you're at a position like that, you're going to get a little bit of benefit of the doubt. But I'm curious to see what the voting looks like for him. He's definitely not going to get in right from the jump, but I could see him picking up some momentum just because, you know, it is kind of a weak ballot right now. Yeah. He was another name that kind of intrigued me and I'm anxious to see how, how he fares in in the voting because he's got the awards too, right? He's got the MVP. He's got the silver sluggers. He's got the gold glove. Um, But like you said, the injuries kind of slowed, slowed down his catching, um, and it's just one of those things, like how are the voters going to view certain things? And that's why, for me, the, the Hall of Fame thing is just, it's a difficult thing to, to vote on. Obviously, you have your obvious guys who, okay, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. And then you've got these guys in a, in a gray area that you don't know. But um, Joe Maurer intrigues me as well because he, he was a hell of a player. What do you got, Todd Father? Joe Maurer? I, I said it earlier. I think he could. But then you know, I looked at the numbers a little bit. I, I don't ask me why. I thought he hit a lot more home runs than I actually hit more home runs than Joe Maurer. What do you got? You got him in front of you? I I, I had him yesterday. I, I thought it was 143. May, am I crazy? I'll bring him up. Did Did he have more than 143? Or what, am I? I thought it said 15 season, 143 home runs. He wasn't a home run guy, so that wouldn't I, surprise. I don't me. know why. I wish 143. Listen, he was he was really good. He was. Dude, the stories you heard about him, he could hit a 60-yard field goal. The guy who's a great basketball player, like he was. He had Mr. great sideburns. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> everything. Um, yeah, I, I'm on the fence about that one. I, I'd, I'd lean right now to say no, but I'm, I'm going to look more in. I would have to look more into it. I would say Adrian Beltre for sure, and he'd probably be my only vote. Yep. Okay. That's fair. And put, um, and put Pete Rose back in there, I think, too. That's your boy, Pete. So, so Have you phrase, caught up with him phrase, lately? Pete, Pete, Barry Bonds, and Adrian Beltre. <laughs> Todd's ballot. That would make some Todd's noise. Ballot. That would make some noise. I, I didn't say Barry now. I didn't say Barry, but I'm I'm a big – he paid the price. So, it's going to – Well, and know, he has like 7,000 more hits than anyone else. <laughs> no, it's exactly. Jeez, like, dude. So – it is what it is. Have you caught up with your boy Pete lately? I, I saw him at the show on Sunday in Chicago, and he was signing autographs. Is he still getting, making the push? Bro, this guy, I've never seen anything like it. Like, he signs, he's probably, half of America probably has his autograph by now, but people still mm-hmm. come. They keep coming and coming and coming. It's like everybody wants a piece of him, man. He could be, he could be the president of the United States. This guy is just. Everybody wants a piece of the action with this guy. It's unbelievable. He's talking shit to me while he's signing autographs. We're having a good laugh or whatever. He's he's squeezing my neck. 
I'm like, yo, Pete, how about you give me a text back every time I text you? He's like, I didn't hear that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you hear whatever the hell you want to hear. <laughs> but he's, he's the best, man. Yeah, I, I was having a great time that, with him. That 2015 All-Star game, Todd, I don't know if you remember it, but you won the home yeah. run derby. Oh, um, yeah, no, I didn't. I yeah, forgot. Yeah, you won the home run derby there at your home, your home field. But um, my wife, her biggest thing was like, I just want to meet Pete Rose. I just want to meet Pete Rose. Get a picture with Pete Rose. Get Pete Rose's <laughs> autograph. So... So she's a big Pete Rose fan herself. So she'd probably put him on, on her ballot as well. That's a smart lady. Love it. Whenever Hall of Fame conversations come up, it just lights up social media with, where's Pete? It's been yep. enough time, whatever. What do you What do you think, Scotty? I, I, we don't have your opinion on it. On Pete? Yeah. Just curious. Pete should be in the Hall of Fame. All right. Yeah. No cool. doubt. I have no doubt there. And listen, if you would have said no, I, I wouldn't have been mad at you. I was just, I was just curious because everybody has their thing about it. Now, should Pete be in the sport as a coach or an advisor to a team or whatever? No, okay. he should not. Those are two different things for me. Can we look at a career and say that he is a Hall of Famer based on everything that he did for the game? Yes. Even if he's not allowed to be involved in the game, I think yeah. those are two different conversations. Do you know what I'm saying? I if there agree. is a trust issue with the league that he's going to be privy to information you know, and he's a gambler, okay. Cool. Then he's not involved in the sport, right? He's not a coach and all of that, which is fine. Um, and he was a TV broadcaster for a little bit of time. Yeah. To me, that's a big difference from the Hall of Fame. I, I don't think it hurts to put someone like that in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? I think it does hurt. I think it hurts a lot of fans yeah. who were huge fans of him growing up. And um, this isn't the PED conversation. And like no. we mentioned, there's people that use PEDs that are in the Hall of Fame right now anyway. So Pete and, got in trouble as a coach. It's obviously not allowed in the game, so he's not allowed to be involved in it. But I don't really understand the Hall of Fame portion. And of now the you're and now two things about the whole situation. You see guys getting caught, you know, football players, and yeah, you know, gambling, whatever it is. They could say whatever they gamble, whatever. I'm not trying to pinpoint one person, but uh, you get a year suspended. Okay. Um, there's betting sites all over Major League Baseball, like all in the stands, in the stadium, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And we're promoting gambling. So it's like, it's a little. Well, it's little, part of it now. Both parties. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're, I don't know. That That's the only confusing part to me. He did get, what he bet. Of course, he screwed up. I get it. And he did it as a coach. And, you know, it is, it is what it is. So put him in the hall as a player. I don't give a shit about the coaching stuff. That's a great you know what I'm call. Saying? Yes, a great call. That that, yeah. that 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 makes tons of sense. We're putting him in as, as a player for what he did. He's the best hitter to ever play the game. You know, hitting wise, God mighty. People, are, this this world's getting a little crazy. Get his ass in the hall of fame. <laughs> yeah, let him I, get I the speech. I'm, I'm, let him sorry. get the, yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, worse, before, he, there's worse human beings away. in the hall. It's exactly, exactly. And it's before gonna have away is a good point. He's going to go, and that's what's probably going to happen. Then eventually, 45 years down the road or whatever it is, hey, we're putting him in the hall. Well, who gives a shit then? <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. You got to do stuff when people are around for it. So yeah. I, I think you could have a case at some point. And the, the league tries to stay separate from it, from the hall. But I think you could have a case, you know, 10 years from now where there's a different commissioner and he has a conversation with the hall and they're like, hey, let's – Let's let's adjust things and, and let this go, you know, for him um, or at least give him an opportunity to be voted in by the committees. I, I don't 
I, I need more context on that. And we can bring some writers on. Obviously, we'll get into this more. As oh, the I would love to talk close. with Ken Rosenthal about it. And Tim okay. Kurtz, and get Tim on here. We'll get Tim back. I would yeah. love to see what their thoughts were on that. They'd be. We're very talking impressive. to Ken later. I will tell you, he's yeah. not in Hall of Fame mode right now, so he That's might fine. be like. That's we'll talk uh, to him later. He, you yeah. might like. This is where Ken's brain's at right now. You might be like Ken. Tell me the. Uh, tell me what you think about Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, and he'll be like, "No, Todd, the Reds are not in the running for Shohei Otani right now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His brain is in trade signing mode, but yes, Sorry, I think at got, some point we, we should have that conversation. We got sidetracked there. My bad. I got it. Yeah, we can. We can. Okay. We're coming up on the holidays. You know, yeah. we stay so business like. I think it's worth a, a good combo, and obviously, there's a ton of people that are really passionate about it. So. Um, it, it, our fans like it, so we'll get into it more. And I'm sure Mr. Pierzynski's pretty opinionated on the Hall of Fame stuff too. So, sure. Um, when he swings back, we'll talk about it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think Beltre is the one who's going to get in. He's a lock. He's beloved. He's got the numbers. He's got it all. And actually, in my old job when I worked at MLB, it was talked about so much. I was like, can we move on? Like anytime he came to the plate or his name <laughs> came up. Like everyone I worked with would be like, he's a Hall of Famer. And I'd be like, we know. That's it, right? <laughs> They'd be like, he's gotta he's gotta get in, as if it was like a debate. I'm like, it's not a debate. He's going to yeah. get voted in as soon as his name's on the ballot. It's like, let's talk about something else. So anyway, congrats, Beltre. You're gonna get in. All right, book it here. <laughs> Just like we announced half the awards before they came out, which by the way, Corbin Carroll's joining us soon, the rookie of the year. Um, but while we have a second. The bonus code for you is FOUL200 um, at BetMGM. You place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the app of at least 10 bucks. You'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome, gambling problem, or concern. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I will say this, too, as we have a couple minutes before we talk to Corbin. Um, I'm surprised there hasn't been as much activity today. Uh, there was a lot yesterday. And then it cooled off again because, you know, during the um, Thanksgiving time, it'll it'll quiet down. And to an extent during, obviously, Christmas time to New Year's, it'll be really quiet. But I'm surprised there wasn't as much activity today after we had a 36-hour run of Nola, Reynaldo Lopez, Lance Lynn signing back with the Cardinals. Like, there was some good activity going yesterday, and it did quiet down quite a bit. So... Rockstar, I don't, you know, we didn't have you before that, but um, any thoughts on what you've seen so far in terms of the early signings? The Braves look like they're aggressive. I said this yesterday, and I'm going to hammer it home even more because I've been reading more about it after the show. But I think Reynaldo Lopez could be one of the best bargain signings of the offseason if the Braves make him a starting pitcher, which is their plan at least heading into spring training. They're looking at it going, let's stretch him out. Prepare yourself like you're a starter. Show up to spring training. Worst case, if because his fastball has played up significantly as a reliever. If it doesn't play up the same way like it used to when he was a starter, um, you know, if the velo's not there, if the pitch shape's not there, all that because it was a little flatter too back in the day when he was a starter, but he was eating up innings. Then okay, fine, we'll move you back to the bullpen, and he could be a multi-inning option too out of the bullpen because they already have a ton of you know one-inning high-leverage guys. So. It's a great problem either way, but if he does happen to figure it out this time around with their pitching staff, with their coaching staff, I'm saying, on the pitching side, and he becomes like a three or a four for them, three years, 30 million bucks, I mean, that is nothing for a starting pitcher on the free agent market. Add another add another um, 
good signing by Alex Anthopoulos, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, he's getting these guys for, for nothing, basically. But I, I love the way Alex does his business. Like, he kind of addresses their needs and what they want to do, and he goes and does it. Like, he doesn't wait around. He's like, hey, we want this guy. Let's go try and get him. Um, we need this. Let's go try and get it. Um, it's a lot like Dave Dombrowski. He wanted uh, Nola back. They signed him, you know, and um, that, that, that move doesn't surprise me much because I know just being around Dave and, and kind of how he, he works, he will legit say, we need this, we need that, I want this guy, and he goes and gets them. And obviously Nola has, has been fantastic for the Phillies, and, and I think him going back is a, is a great move and something that he obviously wanted to do. Um, so I, I think the moves right so far have been good. I mean, you're seeing the Braves go out and do what Alex normally does is take advantage of of kind of teams moving slow and, and getting the things that they want. And and then, um, you know, you had one of the big fish in NOLA um, stay home in Philly. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Phillies weren't willing to go to that distance money-wise with NOLA originally. But then, you know, obviously the offseason hits, you get to weigh out the market and, and see how things are going. We did get a signing because I was bitching. Yeah, your um, big mouth. Yeah. Big ass well, mouth. well, you know what? It worked out. Exactly. Let's sizzle. Hot corner time. Kyle Gibson signs with the St. Louis Cardinals. That's what's being reported. We're on, and I don't have the same uh, technology going as, as I have in the past here for most shows. So here we go. Contract agreement with the Cardinals. We don't have any money yet, I don't think. But um, he's coming off 192 innings, which nowadays you're an absolute workhorse. There's not many dudes that get close to 200 innings anymore. He had a 4.73 ERA. The Orioles needed a guy in their rotation to eat innings. He definitely did that. Um, low strikeout guy, but low walks too, right? He'll keep the ball in the zone. Um and give you innings and uh, very likable. He was on a one-year, I think it was about $10 million contract this past season with Baltimore. Um, so this is a, a, a number five starter, really, nowadays on a competitive ball club. And for St. Louis, it's fine. They just signed Lance Lynn yesterday. They said that they wanted to add they, – they pushed it to two-and-a-half starters. That's what Tarek Gould told us uh, yesterday. Um, which the half is just like, hey, we want guys to eat innings. In my mind, it's like, all right, you got Lynn, you got Gibson. Now, where's the you know one or the two? I think that's what Cardinals fans are going to be looking for. Where is my my top dog? Whether that's via trade or or one of the big signings, like Derek said, hey, you never know. Maybe they finally do push their chips in and make a play for someone like Yamamoto, but. This, this is a good one for me, Todd Father. They need innings. I mean, they did not have a good starting staff. We knew that before the season started. That was the problem with them. And we were like, can they overcome that? And the answer was no. And they said that they needed to redo um, how they looked at, at pitching, right? Like in terms of their thought process, in terms of what they were going after. The one thing I will say is the Cardinals mentioned how they wanted a lot more swing and miss in their rotation. That was a huge issue for them heading into the season. Kyle Gibson's great. He's going to eat innings for you. He is not a swing and miss guy. He's one of the lower, you know, swing and miss pitchers from uh, a starting role in the big leagues. So I'm curious to see if they still go through with that or if that was more of a, hey, we're going to try and draft guys that are more on the swing and miss side, which is like what, I don't know, 28 or nine other teams look for these days. Yeah, and it, it seems like if that's what they were going for, I mean, these guys are strike throwers. They're going to get hit. So that's 
not specifically what they wanted. Uh, but I know a good thing about Lance Lynn and uh, Gibson. They both played in Texas together. I was on that team. Two very good people. Uh, two veteran guys that are going to help uh, any younger pitching staff out as well. So guys coming up. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the Cardinals are trying to do here. I, I, I think it's a nice pickup. I mean, Gibson's, like I said, they're both going to give you innings. It's just a matter of how good they're going to be. How long can they go six to seven range, which would be awesome. And that'll be a good thing for the Cardinals. But yes, two veteran guys. I like to see it. They're older. They're still playing. Need a lot more guys like that going, Brock. I'd like to play one more year, Todd. How about you? <laughs> yeah. It's Brock's theme like of the offseason. I'd like to play one more year. No, I, I love the Gibson signing. I, I played with him in Texas, Texas too, before he got traded. Um, good dude. Good to have him in the clubhouse. He, he's a professional. Um, he's going to take the ball. He's going to give you innings. He's going to get outs. He's a good pitcher. So I like it. It looks like about a year and 12 million bucks with a club option for 2025. So he gets himself a little raise. All right, so we want to continue to shout out all of the great work that the Pedro Gomez Foundation is doing, and they have um, their charity event that's uh, coming soon in early December. So look out for that and also some of the giveaways nice. and the auctions that are involved there. So that includes bidding right now on a weekend getaway, um, four nights stay at a Telluride condo, cozy holiday home nestled in the peaks of Colorado's wow. legendary winter wonderland. The pictures are immaculate. So check that out. A lot more information, um, as you can see there on their account. Um, they've been pretty active on socials at PG Foundation underscore um if you don't know we've talked about him a couple times about pedro gomez he was a very important part of our game um gone way way too soon surprisingly uh passing away a couple years ago and he is uh very much missed and we're trying to carry the legacy by raising money for a great cause so check all that out when you get a chance and we are going to be in Las Vegas. Not you guys, but uh, FT is going to be in Las Vegas. Um, Pierzynski and Kratz and some of the others um, will be out there, like Corbin Carroll mentioned, with a number of player interviews. So look out for more information. We'll be at Mandalay Bay in Vegas. Um, I Most of us leave on Sunday, this coming Sunday, actually, and then we'll be there up until Wednesday. So if you happen to be out there and want to say hello and talk to us about if you live out there, the Vegas A's, we're here for you. Otherwise, we'll be doing shows. So look out for that. Um, oh, we did get one question from the fans before we go here from Rocky saying, do you think the, uh, the Blue Jays will make a splash this offseason? The Blue Jays have not been talked about a lot. But I, I did hear an interview the other day from one a writer, and I, I'm forgetting his name. I'll bring it up. I'll, we'll try and bring him on. I got to look back where I was listening. But he said that the Blue Jays, he heard, have two budgets. They have a normal budget and a unicorn budget, and that they are <laughs> definitely going to at least try for Shohei Otani. <laughs> well, unicorns aren't real, man. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> that on. budget's not real. They're going to try and make a splash, but I don't think anybody's going to go. You want That's my answer to Rocky. Sorry, bud. You don't no, think they're going to do anything? No, no, I think they'll get some, you know, some here and there, but I don't think it's going to be any uh, – the, the splash isn't going to be that big. Brockstar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I agree. I, I don't think the splash is going to be big. I think they need to. 
I think they need to do something big. Yeah, I think they need to do something big um, with with some of the talent, the the young talent that they have. That's you know they're they're getting older year and year, and you're going to lose some of these guys who who are who are there and and can help you win. So I feel like they need to do something, um, you know, to help the Blatties, to help the Boba Shets. I just don't know if I just I don't know. I don't think they will. Either next time we have Ken or when we have more time on a show, we'll make sure we focus on Toronto. We haven't talked about them a ton. haven't seen them pop up much. Um, I know that, you know, some of the conversation has to be about Bo Bichette and Vladdy Jr. too. But um, sure. making sure if you want to keep those guys long term, uh, they're getting more expensive. So maybe throw something their way. Anyway, guys, thankful for you. Have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Um, we'll see you guys down the road. Uh, FT is back, though, for one more show on Wednesday for the holiday break and thanks to Corbin Carroll for joining us as well go get it go get those Cuban sandwiches baby all over the Thanksgiving table (laughs) (laughs) happy Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving hey get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM new customers use the bonus code FOUL F-O-U-L for a $1,500 first bet offer Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.